0: All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Broadcast. Episode 116, people, and you know we're bringing you the heat. Kobe's memorial was at Staples Center this week. It was a sad one, but I think it was perfect for the city of Los Angeles. Zion versus LeBron, the first matchup, was epic as we thought. Jason Tatum has his breakout game. This boy is a superstar now, people. Bill Simmons made erroneous comments about the Clippers, and you know I got something to say about it. And the question of the day, would Antoine Walker be able to get $300 million in this year's NBA market? Drew and I are going to let you know our feelings about this. It's a follow-through with Clipson. Drew, Drew. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast episode 116. It's a big one. We have so much to cover. Uh, first things first, uh, Kobe's memorial was on Monday, 224. Unfortunately, I couldn't get up there. I I bought two tickets but I could not get up there and I was perfect. I was actually okay with it. Cause the money goes to the same place. Right. 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 Um, but I, uh, I, you know, I got to watch it. We yep. all watched it and, uh, it was, uh, I don't know what's better than perfect, but I think that's exactly what it was, was perfect. I felt that this is exactly what the city needed. Mm-hmm. We've had a month now, yep. uh, of grieving and trying to figure this, this out. And, uh, the The whole ceremony was just absolutely perfect. And you know what's wild is, like, I caught myself today, too. <clears throat> you and I have both said, like, it does not feel real. I'm, I still refer to Kobe in the present tense, right. like he's here. Right. And then you actually get – because it's still not real to no. me. And that just the whole ceremony, right? Seeing Michael Jordan cry, see Shaq up there, see all the players that were there, the players and the coaches and the fans. I mean, that place was sold out. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, what stands out is Shaq, Mike, and Vanessa. We can start with Mike. Michael frickin' Jordan. You know the player that Kobe emulated and wanted to be the closest player to Michael Jordan is Kobe. I mean, you. There is no differences in their game, right? Is Is there one difference in their game?
2: Uh, Kobe shot more threes. Is that that's only what it. Is. That's yeah, what it was. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Michael one more championships. Right.
0: That that's that's it though. <laughs> yeah. Not much by it. much though, if you no, think about it. One. Not by much. Just by one. Um and this this is what's wild, is like Michael after retirement, Michael being the biggest star in the world, still like the biggest star in the world, the biggest brand in the world Michael kind of took a step back after retirement, like didn't want to be in the public eye, really wanted to play the business side of everything. Didn't really want to do the interviews or do all that. Like he did the Ahmad Rashad, you know, interview. There's gonna be the the ten part series with thirty for thirty that's gonna come out. Can't wait for that. No everybody can't wait for that. But Michael so Michael just took a step back, right? And even me who prides himself on trying to know like everything about players' relationships with with each other, I, I knew that there was a definite mutual respect between Mike and Kobe. Um, there was definitely a friendship. I didn't know how deep it went and to see Mike be so vulnerable on stage Promise his wife he wouldn't cry, and there was the great line where he said, "Damn, I do, now I'm going to be another meme for the next three years." Um, I just I felt it to the core, and I think it resonated a lot with basketball fans around the world.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree. I I think it was really generous of Vanessa and the Bryant family to like let us have this, like the Lakers and and basketball fans and Kobe Bryant fans. Let us have this moment because it's very easy. Something they could have just done behind closed doors, and I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that they had their own. They did the doors funeral moments, like that. right? Of course, but it was you know it was something that that we wanted, but it's not something that we we like have the right to. So I you know it was just really nice for me and and for and I think a lot of us to have that moment to all celebrate together and and mourn Kobe and Gigi and the rest. Um, Michael's Michael's speech was the first time I had seen him speak in years, like you're saying. Hall of Fame speech was Hall, the last Hall, time Hall of I heard Fame him speak. is the last time I heard him speak as well. Mm-hmm. And it was illuminating. Like you said, I it, we I had never known. I we always assumed that because Kobe was so intent on being like Mike, that they had to have some relationship. They they were they played against each other a, you know, a handful of times and we would just assume that that they were somewhat, you know, have, have some kind of a relationship back and forth. And like you, I had no idea to the depth of their relationship. This is, it was really generous of Michael to let us in on that too, because we could have forever not known that they were as close as the brother kind of relationship that Michael let us, let us know that they had. So I, that was a lot of it was a little overwhelming for me. I was able to watch it and I'm, I'm really glad I was able to watch it. Um, because I think it, it's helping me, you know, with the realizations of everything and, and moving forward. But like you said, it was perfect.
0: What I liked about it was the fact that we all got to cry and we all laughed. Yeah. And we all just related to everybody's pain that they're going through. Um, and leave it up to Shaq to just like – to. He knew exactly he wanted he wanted to tell that story so bad. And I think he was saving that for the Hall of Fame speech because he was gonna make a speech for, for, for Kobe, Kobe and that yeah. was gonna be the go to line, you know, Kobe, there's no I IN team. Well, there's an M E motherfucker. You know what I mean? He knew he was gonna drop the MF. Yep. And the place just erupted and kind of like lightened the mood a little bit, like we needed it, right? Yeah. Um and I thought Shaq was great. Shaq has been great the whole time, uh, you know, surrounding this. And then you get to Vanessa, right? And just like how strong this woman has been she's She should be a role model For all women in the world right now Like just how strong she has been um, I can't imagine what she's going through. Her speech was just phenomenal, yep. and like we can't sit here and 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 try to relate to how she's feeling or how that family's feeling. Even seeing Joe Jellybean, you know what I mean, there in the front row, and mom. And I know that they had an estranged relationship too, from what I've heard and whatnot. But just burying your son or your husband, um, or, or your friend is just extremely difficult. And I just think they did a phenomenal job, and I think LA needed it. Yeah. Um. And, you know, what was weird is, like, people kept saying, like, oh, LeBron's not there. LeBron didn't show up. LeBron didn't want to be filmed. LeBron had the hoodie on his head. He was there. Of course he was there. Of course he was there. The whole Lakers
2: team was there. Right. Yeah.
0: So were most of the Clippers. Everybody was there. Oh, yeah. A lot. Kyrie, everybody's there. Well, yeah. Everyone that could make it was there. People that had a game that That night night, flew in and flew out. So, you know, it is what it is. It was beautiful, and we we really, you know, I loved it. Yeah. I want to
2: say a quick shout-out to Jimmy Kimmel, too, because – he was the one that that un- had like the unfortunate task of being kind of like the mc mm-hmm. the transition and that has to be one of the hardest jobs period at a, fu- at, a, a fu- at a at a funeral it's kind of not the oscars bro a funeral you know <laughs> memorial celebration to be an mc alone ter- you know that's that's a really tough job but to also be on a national stage with somebody that he was close to in some regard, um, I think I think Jimmy did a fantastic job of, of being respectful of the moment and sharing his emotions, and, I you know, that was just a part of what made it so so good, and I'm thankful that it was that good, and it's weird to say that it was good, you know, it's a weird description of what, what that is, but...
0: It was the right people was. saying the right... We wanted to yeah. hear from Michael, we wanted to hear from Shaq, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. wanted to hear from Rob who was his best friend, who did very well as well in yep. his speech. Everybody
2: that got up and spoke did a great job. Agreed. Diana Tarasi, mm-hmm. Sabrina Iescu, who set the record the same day uh, for college.
0: Threw shots at LeBron, too, and I loved it. Well, that, that was, was,
2: yeah, cool. Diana Diana did, yeah. Oh, uh, no, it was Diana. sorry. Yeah, that's who it was. Gino Oriema, the coach mm-hmm. of UConn. Like, literally everyone that did, Christina Aguilera, Alicia Keys, everybody just nailed
0: it. So this is kind of a good transition, though, moving forward is you know we were talking you were you were mentioning how like Kobe and Mike had played each other a handful of times we didn't really know their relationship but when back in 96 97 98 this was not the twitter age this was not the facebook age this was not the instagram age like people really had to like call people and you know form relationships and so it was pretty weird cuz last night LeBron played Zion it's this is just like It's, again, like passing the torch, right? Such a weird parallel. It's crazy. So, feel me out. So, 23 years ago, 19-year-old Kobe played Michael for the first time, 35-year-old Michael for the first time, and they both combined for 69 points. And then last night, 19-year-old Zion plays 35-year-old LeBron, his idol, and they both combined for 69 points, (laughs) right? Crazy. And I don't know if if you guys have noticed – Notice this, but these this numerology shit is really like it, it's wild. It's, it's happening per- a lot. <clears throat> it's Lakers,
2: Lakers Celtics game. Well, I guess we'll talk about.
0: We will. We're yeah. gonna get into that in a minute. I want to get more into like Zion last night and 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 LeBron and it's kind of it's not necessarily passing the torch because because LeBron ain't passing the torch well, to anybody right
2: now. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, sure. But
0: he dropped forty. Zion had twenty nine, and we're yep. just seeing like yo. Zion was a force bro he didn't look shook at all he went he is so amazing bro and we're only what are we 10 games into his
2: I think that was his seven I think that was his 13th game that he's played Twelfth, 12th, 12th or 13th game that he's played so far
0: mm-hmm.
2: um I think that the the grand total of games that he can play potentially is 37. So, you know, as far as Rookie of the Year goes, unfortunately, because of that, I don't think he's going to be Rookie know, of the bro. Year. I don't know, 37 games. I think the fewest games – I heard this stat the other night, and I, and I can be mistaken, but I think the fewest games ever awarded a Rookie of the Year was Patrick Ewing, who played 50 games in his rookie season. He's 23-7-2 and, 23,
0: so, seven and two right now. Though. And
2: and he's he's jaw-dropping <laughs> – box office awesome box office. every time you watch him not not every game it's every play he does something you know maybe not every single play that he's involved with but anytime that he's near the ball defensively or offensively I, my jaw is just like i just say wow I you know I made I made my girlfriend watch this game, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she was online doing some other stuff, and I just kept going. Wow, I sound like fucking Owen Wilson. It's just wow, 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 wow. And, and and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "This Zion
0: kid, I can't, I don't understand." Watching him get a rebound <laughs> is wow.
2: Yeah, him that's... him jumping over Dwight Howard, and also not only doing that, but like physically manhandling Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis and JaVale McGee and literally anybody that we threw at him. He was moving out of the way. Um, And not only that, I think the most impressive thing for me was his free throw shooting. This is something that we – What did he shoot last night? His jump shot, uh, well, from the free throw line, he was 13 of 19, which is 68%. And I'm impressed with that. Because it was those are not the numbers that he's ever executed before in high school or his one year at Duke. He was a 50 50 percent or below free throw shooter. So, uh, his form and everything is, is starting to lock in. And I I mean, if he's making free throws even at a 68 or 70 percent clip, that's going to be in very very impressive and impactful for the Pelicans. So, he's just amazing. He's, he's amazing. box
0: office. He's everything that we said he was going to be, Drew. I mean, he had one fast break. <laughs> That one, that one oh, fast yeah. break where it was just the layup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it was just like it didn't matter who was in his way. He was jumping was, and then he
2: was going to move his way. It was and two get dribbles, yeah,
0: two dribbles from from literally three quarters of the of the court, yeah. to get there, and it, it was just amazing. The Lakers are on a tear right now. Well,
2: and I think this game is special too. I like I'm moving forward, for as long as as. You know, those guys that were traded for Anthony Davis or on the Pelicans, this is going to be kind of one of those games that is exciting and had a different edge to it. It wasn't like a normal number one seed facing a number 10 did seed. Did Lonzo
0: get ball, uh, booed at all? No, or he no? did not get booed. He he got,
2: his block got cheered religiously. With Caruso? Alex Caruso blocked the shit out of him. Caruso, and, as they like to say. Well, Caruso times. put on a goddamn show last he night. He absolutely did. Every minute that he was out there, he was – Adding something to the game with steals, assists. Do you think he's going to be in your rotation in the So playoffs? you asked me that question, I think, last week, and I said, I don't know. And I'm saying right now he fucking has to be. He's <laughs> playing perfect basketball. Right. He really is. He's attacking the rim when he needs to for wide open layups. He's he's willing to pass the ball and is a really good passer. I think he knows his role He does, well. and he comes in and executes. Like, we play him for whatever minutes, 12, 16. Sometimes he gets in the 20s. Every minute he's out there, he's hustling mm-hmm. his ass off. And it's it's he has to be a a positive constantly on the floor, even if he turns the ball over or misses a three, because that is the one thing about him is that he's not as good of a three point shooter as I want him to be. It's okay, you can work on that. But yeah, absolutely. He still has some time to grow in that regard. And he's also not a terrible three point shooter. Right. So he's just just below where I'd want him to be. Um, And, you know, I just think I think he's such a value added when he's on the floor that he has to be in the rotation.
0: And he's got the Showtime swag, though, too. I want to see – I don't think he's going to be crunch time Caruso as far as like, yo. That's when he's been playing recently. I I agree. But, again, we all say this. During the playoffs, things are different. You know, the addition of Markeith Morris, you did get the brother, which I think is going to be great. He's going to be plug and play kind of like Marcus. He's less talented than Marcus but kind of brings the same same vibe, the same – you know, like LeBron's taking – uh, tomorrow night off against the warriors they say it's a groin but it's a rest game we all know this it's and, the fucking warriors and
2: we don't need to we don't No need a... and
0: he should these are the games you should rest lebron this is load management people it is and, but you can plug and play mark uh, Markeef, and then let, like let let's get caruso some burn let's get, let get fucking kuzma that.
2: going all of that kuzma i i, I i've he, he hasn't been scoring uh, as recently but i'm still very impressed with how he's playing right now um, but I just, like, Brandon Ingram was a lot of fun to watch in this game because he clearly was trying to make a point to the Lakers organization that you shouldn't have fucking let me go. He ended up with 34 points on 20 shots, um, looking amazing. All-star, looks look, like an all-star. Looking amazing out there, and that's the one, really, when I look back at the trade that I'm always going to be sad about. Like, I loved Brandon Ingram. The people that gave him shit, I really didn't understand it.
0: You liked Lonzo too, though.
2: I Oh, absolutely. I was, And I was really willing to – wait it out with him and let him develop because you can see it out there already. He, he had 10 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. And like, that's the Solid guy, game. that's the fucking guy that he is. And, right. and your team is better when, when you have a guy like that. Now right. the Lakers, we have, we have Rondo right. <laughs> essentially who's doing that now. But I, yes, there's always going to be a sense of like, man, what the fuck? If we could have kept one of these other guys also would have been amazing. But that was just the added fuel to the fire for this game that made it so intriguing.
0: We're going to get into the Clippers side of that, too, because there is a what-if situation that we'll get into later. But I, I would just – I think the NBA and NBA fans, Drew and I kind of talked about this prior, prior to the pod, was just like, yo, Lakers, Pelicans, 1-8 playoffs would be awesome. It would be box oh my office. Oh, so much fun. The Pelicans could probably sneak one in maybe – um, but just LeBron Zion is box office and that would be the way to go. I it would is. love to see that. And
2: LeBron really propelled us to this win. Like this win was on his back. Anthony Davis like hurt his arm. I saw it happen early in the third quarter and then he re aggravated it. I think in the fourth and he was just missing shots. He was not playing very well. He ended up still with 24 points. Favors was
0: guarding him most of the game. 14 what?
2: rebounds. Um, yeah, it was favors. Um, Melli, yeah, the, the Italian guy, oh. Zion was on him for a period. And he was just – he just had an off game. It was just one of those games where he was just not putting the ball. 21
0: or what would he have? 21
2: points on 21 shots. He was 6 of 21. So he was not scoring very well. And LeBron did. I mean, like, we won this game because LeBron said, all right, fuck this. Nobody can – like, Drew Holiday going to guard me in the post? I'm going to post you up and I'm going to dunk on you. And that's what he did time after time. Um, But, you know, LeBron continues to impress. And after a night like that, he definitely deserves a night off. And Anthony Davis is going to be. He
0: should take it off too.
2: To, no no no, but it's also going to be a great game for him to get his rhythm back right. and see you know let him get twenty five shots tonight or tomorrow night and and you know let him get back into the groove a little bit. I'm I'm stoked on where the Lakers are playing um, yeah, uh, the way the be. Lakers are playing right now. You should be. I mean Avery Bradley had a rough game. He didn't score any points, but he's been really really well playing really well for us outside of that game. When Bradley
0: doesn't score any points and you still win a ball game, that means something's going. Right. Yeah, he you was zero I mean? for
2: eight. It's a terrible game for him. He which has is like, those nights, which, though, Drew, and it hasn't happened in a and Danny while.
0: Danny Green has those nights. Exactly. Too.
2: Yeah, Danny had seventeen. Kawhi Pope fifteen. He had
0: a good game. Call uh, VCP had the, that was KCP. A, God, I always call yeah. him VCP. It's
2: okay. Yeah, he's he's been playing his ass off. He's shooting really really well from three point land. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he's in the top ten right now in the NBA percentage wise. Yes. I think he's at forty five or forty four percent for for the for the season. So everything is on like pumping on all cylinders for us. As long as AD can stay fucking healthy. And then that's another reason that we got Markeef is because if AD goes down, he can play with LeBron too. Yep.
0: So it's all good. So I want to continue with uh, – we're a little bit late to the party considering that we re- – our last pod, that the follow-through podcast. I mean, we talked about it on our Patreon pod on load Management. But we're a little late to the party with the Boston Laker game, right? And this was a very significant game to me because there's there are these games where – the player finally has the breakout game where it's like, fuck, I get it, right? Like Jason Tatum, that was as good as he's played this season, as good as we saw his rookie year and his sophomore year. Actually, his rookie year was phenomenal. His sophomore year was uh, subpar. Like he didn't really – he didn't get he, better. He didn't improve as much as we wanted. No, nah, he to. went from 13 points a game in his, his rookie year to 15 as sophomore. So now he's at 23. But now – and I think a Kobe has a lot to do with this too – I think there was a flame that was lit under his ass. And watching that Boston game, which was a great game, but we just literally got to see how extremely talented Jason Tatum is. We're talking about a pure scorer, okay, that can do it from every single – he's like a mini Kevin Durant, okay, not yep. as tall, but he could do he's it
2: – He's not that far away from, from, from Kevin KD. Durant and height-wise either because I think I'm pretty sure he's at, at the very least 6'9 now. When he was coming out of Duke, he was six eight. But there's been rumors that he grew at least an inch in the last three years. And he's still
0: young. He might still be growing. So there's a
2: chance that he ends up at six ten. Um, and with his skill level and what he was able to demonstrate uh, that game, it was it was insane. We had to we had to double team him. Lakers had to double team his ass, and he still got forty one points.
0: I think it was, I, th- you know, we we say it all the time And basketball players in general, like literally. 70% of playing basketball is having confidence within your game, right? And once you start second-guessing your game, that's when you start playing really bad. And it just feels like Tatum, who Le- he loves LeBron and plays very well against LeBron. Like, Le- he he's he's this second generation, you know, like LeBron grew up to Kobe. Tatum, like, accepts the challenge from LeBron and just steps his game up so much more. What I'm saying is that, that game was his breakout game. His swag and his confidence is like Dame confidence, you know, that we're seeing within Dame Lillard right now. And we're seeing within Bradley Beal, who we're going to talk about in a minute. But this, the sky is the limit for Tatum right now. It's and they are clicking as a team on all bases.
2: Well, and that's the kind of the, the weird silver lining for the Celtics. And, like, the troublesome part of this for the Lakers is that Kemba Walker didn't play in this game. Mm-hmm. And this shit went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Like – that that to me was a, a kind of a real wake up call. I think the interesting part about this, I wrote a lot of notes down because this game was just had me captivated. Um, they had Jalen Brown guarding Anthony Davis, and while Weird. AD had a really good game, um, Jalen Brown actually did kind of a, a weirdly good job against him. Um, AD still had his way. I mean, small ball, thirty two points for AD. So I mean, he led the he led the Lakers in scoring after uh, Tatum's after Tatum's forty one. But they they made him take tough shots. He took 25 shots and AD only hit 10 of them, um, and he got to the line a, a decent number of times. He got to the line 12 times. So it just they made it difficult for Anthony Davis. Where I thought it was going to be a cakewalk, you know, I'm looking at Jalen Brown, AD. I'm like, give the ball to AD. Didn't you say the All same thing against long. playing
0: Houston, though, and having P.J. Tucker do that shit? Absolutely. Small ball disrupts the Lakers. It do, Or it disrupts the big men on the Lakers. If you have
2: the length that that this team does. With Tice and, yeah. which,
0: and with Cantor. And Tatum. And, and Tatum. And, off the and Hayward. And, like, yeah, they're yeah. a long team. Yeah. And they can score the basketball. But I think it's obvious now like you can you can you can have Kemba, you can have Gordon Hayward, your guys making all the bread right now. Tatum is your star. He is yep. your go-to guy. There will be no negotiation this summer for his rookie extension. He will be maxed out this summer. 100%. They will they will uh, thank God that all those trade rumors that like Tatum was in, even to get Anthony Davis. When you think yeah. about that, yeah, like they're gonna, Danny Ainge is gonna look back and be like, dude, thank you Jesus, we didn't do that because this they could have,
2: and they were, I think they were really, really close to making the trade for AD straight up Tatum and maybe you know a, a couple picks. They really wanted
0: Jalen though. They want they wanted Jalen Brown along with Tatum. Right? Yeah, and this yeah. is not gonna happen. No. And also to to Jalen Brown's defense, like he's coming up too. They have a great one, two, three, four punch right now. You don't necessarily need the great big man. If you can interchange uh, Tice and uh, Cantor, but you never know what you're going to get with them. At least you're going to get energy and effort from both of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I think that was the game where superstars are made. Like, yo, there's no going back now. Tatum like everything you do from now on has to be at this level you know I think the expectation for him is going to be great um we he kind of got you know I think Kyrie was a big reason why his sophomore season wasn't as good as it should have been and we're seeing that like yo I agree with that okay you feel me yes and and we kind of see that a lot with with Kyrie you know what we saw it happen with Spencer Dinwiddie we saw it happen with with uh, Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum last year um I think they're real and, and obviously they've said that Kemba is a much better teammate, and just they love Kemba. They do. I
2: mean, uh, go after Kyrie. Kemba's got to be like the easiest, be the easiest, easiest thing <laughs> right. to to get along with, right? I, uh, I'm just... And I think his presence really would have impacted this game because who, Kemba? Kemba, yeah, his his scoring was something that they lacked from their guards. I mean, they they started with Marcus Spart in his place, who still had a good game, he had 14 points, but then then they went to Brad Wanamaker, who was like a zero for them, unfortunately. Who's I think he's a decent player, but. It's just not – it wasn't popping for him in this game. He's top free throw game. shooter in the NBA. Is he really? 93%. Brad Wanamaker? Yeah. Wow, good for him. Pitt, University <laughs> of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I think he might have played with Steven Adams, actually. Like, when I think about it, I'm pretty sure they're right around that same – 13. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 13. Um, so, anyway, I think, you know, having Marcus come off the bench is something that the Celtics need, and, and they need him coming off the bench in that second unit, and they need Kemba in the starting lineup. And I think this game – was it was really that was a big difference, right? I mean, I, I, I it's obvious, but what you're saying about Tatum is a hundred percent correct. I kept writing down different things that he was doing, and it was every shot that you could want your player, uh, your star, to be able to hit. He's hitting step back threes. He's he's attacking the rim and spinning in the lane, constantly spinning. Tough going, shot. His go to moves and was finishing and ones and finishing on both sides of the rim. He was dunking the ball. He was making the right play every time. And it wasn't – even if the shot was somewhat tough, it was still open. He was still able to get open it's shots. It's a good shot for him. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like saying when K like KD never takes a bad shot. I'd rather have KD take a low-percentage shot than a bad shooter taking a high-percentage shot. It's creating your own – it's creating your own shot. People don't understand how – like, yeah, J.J. Redick is a great shooter, but he cannot create his own shot. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Landry Shamit is a great shooter, but he cannot create his own shot. People like Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, these guys that can create Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, these guys that can create their own shot, um, mean so much more because even because then you 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 keep the defense guessing. And then people forget that, like, yo, when you try to create your own shot, you can get to the line yeah. for the free buckets, bro. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> and he was doing that so easily on some of our best defenders, which are some of the best defenders in the NBA.
0: Avery uh, Bradley. That
2: we had to throw a double team. We right. literally had to double team him every time he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. And we were like, please, Jalen, you shoot it. Anybody else, anybody else, please shoot the ball. And it was working uh, in our favor when they did. I mean, even though Jalen, again, still had 20 points. It was a great – it was just a great game. And obviously the moment that we were discussing earlier happened in the third quarter, which was really special. Tied 81-81 to with two minutes and 24 seconds on the clock Mm -hmm. and a fresh 24-shot clock. Both teams with four timeouts equaling eight. Uh, For that to happen the day before Kobe's memorial in that exact place was – Pretty amazing, you know. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I don't have the word to describe what that was, but I guess special. And it was just it, it, when it happened, I noticed it, and then it became something on uh, social media. And I like, I was like, this Yeah, who's is actually paying attention to that? Though I had you... noticed it because it was eighty-one all. That's all I know. Right. I was like, eighty-one all. Look at that. And then on social media, it was like the clock and everything else. I was like, Wow, it's wild. So what a special game to happen. Uh, One of the greatest, deepest rivalries in all of sports. One that Kobe cherished the most. uh, For it to be, you know, down the wire with with a guy that emulated him as much as he possibly could, with the the armband, the purple armband, Jason Tatum going for forty one, for all of that to happen the night before, you know, we we remember this great person, this great Laker, this great basketball player, was uh, was beautiful.
0: I think this is going to go down for Jason Tatum. Like moving forward, obviously Jason Tatum's. If we can name you know ten, you know Trey Young, Luca, Zion, uh, you know Ja, Shea. You know these guys are the future of the NBA, and I think we can go back to this specific game and be like, "Yo, this is when when Jalen Brown broke out." It's kind of like when Mike dropped sixty three. Uh, like,
2: Jason Tatum, you mean? What did I say? You said Jalen Brown.
0: Sorry, not Jalen Brown. It's kind of like when Mike scored 63 against Boston in the playoffs. Like, yo, sure. that was his game. Like, yo, Michael's here, bro. Yeah. This is me. I know yeah. what the fuck I'm doing.
2: I think the, the nice part about Jason's rookie year is that he might have had that moment in those playoffs. He did. I think the, the best part about what he's doing now is that he's having those moments again in vital games like this. Even though they lost, he is back to that form where he's fucking surprising us with how— Immensely talented he is.
0: And he's getting better. Yeah. He's gotten better every single year. We're seeing it just in the moves that he does. And again, the confidence in taking those shots and being the guy that takes those shots. I think he wants to be the guy. They have a lot of options come crunch time, dog, when you think about it. Kemba's never shied away from taking big shots. Gordon Hayward wouldn't mind taking those big shots. Marcus Smart will take any shot in the building. He, he really will. Like, literally will He, take, he really will. And, but he, that's why you had mentioned it, though. Like, Marcus Smart is not a starting point guard in the NBA. Just like I feel Terry Rozier is not a starting point guard <laughs> well, in the sure, NBA. Yeah. But if you got to get your bag, get your bag. Marcus Smart is a guy you want to have on your team and on your roster for the playoffs. You know, it's kind of like when, when we start Lou Williams, you know, like Lou Will is great. I I, I want Lou Will in the game, but that's not as bread and butter as starting the game and, and being a starting point. He could start for any NBA team in the league. You name one. They can. He can start for all of them. But Marcus Smart and playoff Marcus Smart is a fun one. Yeah. And again, we're getting close to the playoffs. And I just want to see how this team performs.
2: I think that fourth quarter thing that you talked about for the Celtics is going to be a problem moving down the stretch because they have so many options. And they, I don't know how many of those guys are in the space right now to vocally say, I want to take this shot. Right? Tatum, Brown, uh, Kemba. I think it's obvious. They're all nice guys, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but Kemba, it, it, Kemba could easily be the one that takes the shot. Tatum could easily be the one that takes the shot. Brown could take the shot. Okay, Marcus so- Smart could take the shot. I think what what they're going to have trouble with and what I saw them have trouble with in this game, missing Kemba, was getting to the moment where they need somebody to take the shot. They were turning the ball over. And it was they were running weird plays. and They weren't getting good shots up in the fourth quarter, which was partially due to the Lakers' defense, but mostly due to their unorganization. And so, so they coaching. Ne- there needs to be why. Well, and again, without Kemba, it's hard to you know take this as a sample without size. Without a leader, a point guard right. running the show. So, but again, that also presents another option, right? So, like I, my whole thing is is that I think Tatum needs to be vocal, or or Brad Stevens needs to be vocal on Tatum's behalf in those moments and saying this is who we want to take the shot. If Tatum isn't ready to say that himself, then Brad should say it, because he is the guy that needs to be taking those shots as the clock is winding down. Which he got a shot off to fucking tie mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. and he slipped and missed it, and and you know we gotta. I you I the, agree with you 100%.
0: I think I think that they are really smart. Everybody that's on that team is very high IQ. I don't think there's any egos on that team whatsoever. I feel that they all know in the locker room who who the go-to guy is going to be. Sure. Unless there's a matchup difference where where Brad Stevens says, "You know what, Kemba, you can take Terry Rozier off the dribble right now. Right. Like, yo, Rondo's guarding Kirk. you or something. Right, yeah. Whatever, dude. Sure. Or fucking, you know, Landry Shamit's on you. Like, take it to the rack." Yeah. But I think they they all know that Tatum's going to be that guy, and I think he's going to embrace that role now. Um, one dude that's really pissed off, and we don't talk about him a lot, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But like the guy putting up buckets right now is Bradley Beal in Washington, Ooh. and and he's put up two back to back fifty pieces. He had a fifty three and a fifty five, both losing. Um, Washington is they're not horrific, Drew. Uh, they are. Uh, what are they right? They're twenty and thirty six. Right, they're in the ninth spot. They're five games out of the eighth spot. Probably not going to get that spot, but. You know, he's averaging 34 and six dimes, but you could tell there was a clip the other night where he's just on the bench and he looks pissed as hell. Yeah. And, but and again, this is a non John wall team, right? John wall hasn't played in a year and a half. Looks like he's going to be coming back. This is another player that has been just riddled with injuries his whole career. We see that a lot with like super extremely fast guards that play, you know, fucking 150 miles an hour Bradley Beal chose to be on this team you took the contract so I'm kind of like it's kind of like a double-edged sword it's like I feel I feel bad that Bradley's putting up all these great numbers and we, and guys like us in the NBA really don't talk about him that much because he is like dude and he, a,
2: he wasn't an all-star this year wasn't an reason. all-star
0: again but then you know KD's not there Kyrie's not there Steph ain't there Clay ain't there a lot of these things it's hard to be an all-star this shit ain't easy right And again, he should have been.
2: I think he should have been an all star.
0: Totally, and Devin Booker should have been an all star too. Without you know
2: Dame getting injured, without
0: Dame getting injured, Uh, I just don't see any. And they actually like Bertrons, love Bertrons. They just that's about it, dude. Well,
2: I think Bradley Beal summed it up nicely because when what I saw was he was asked after the fifty five point game, you know, how does it feel to you know be on this kind of run? And he's like, it doesn't matter he says i i want to win and so you can really kind of toss those points aside i'm paraphrasing what he said but like that that's the mentality with where he is and i think i think when he resigned i think he it seems as if he was on to the fact that they were at least trying to win right cuz like when he resigned yes we we obviously understand the money is substantial and it makes sense for him to, to sign the extension but if he was truly unhappy or truly dissatisfied with at least the vision that they showed him for the next 3 years then he wouldn't have resigned because he would be one of if not the most coveted free agents coming up uh you know I believe it was next year uh or the following year so anyway i think he chose to believe in whatever washington is doing and the frustrations i mean as a competitor you can only you, you, even if you score 65 points And you lose, you're like, well, shit. Like, what? You know, that's awesome that I scored. Cool sports center highlight. But yeah, I mean, it's still another loss. We're not going to be in the playoffs. Like, I'm not going to get to where i want to be they so, won't be in the playoffs they're five no, games out yeah. they're not going to be
0: there and it's they can to...
2: make a run and and who knows like if orlando could could fall off they're in the, they're the ones in the eight seed right now
0: yeah but then you see milwaukee first round it's a wrap that's like, the that's the whole like so like,
2: what are we really trying for also in that moment that also has to be really frustrating it's like yeah i want to win but then okay what then what like we're then we're just in the eight seed we get pounded for four games and i get a a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar playoff
0: check, I guess. Like And then they then the narrative is like, Well, Brad, maybe Bradley Beale's not that good. <laughs> right. Because they can't be it, it's a it's a, it's a lose lose, but it's a win for Bradley because he has the contract and whatnot, and we all like I love John Wall, dude. And I just feel like we forget about John Wall because he hasn't been well, playing. It's easy
2: to forget about yeah, a guy it, who doesn't play anymore. And
0: when you have Achilles injuries and you play fastball and, and d- knee problem and everything. Yeah. I don't think it's a good and they owe him so much money. So much goddamn money. It's yep. ridiculous. So I just wanted to put a feeler out there to let people know that we haven't forgotten about Bradley Beal. We have talked about him all year and like being in the right situation. Like he's another one of these guys like Tatum that like they are pure scores. and Levine pure scores that are just on really bad teams. And even with Levine, I think Levine has a lot of asshole in him like we can kind of see in the way he talks and the way he holds himself but he is extremely like, there was a clip last night where he's looking back at the bench or the coach like who was going to take him out he's like i got fucking 40 points like leave me in the game yeah what do you want like, me to do yeah at least like what what else do you want me to do with this team and he really loves uh the the, the rookie cody cody yeah uh, and and he really loves kobe white kobe excuse me yeah excuse me <laughs> kobe white uh who's been playing really great basketball i think they have a really great chemistry. I think in the future they could be something good, but these are these are the teams the the Wizards and the uh the Bulls, these guys need to do something to to attract one of these free agents or somebody to help these guys out cuz dude, if you're not watching Zach Levine, he's fun to watch, bro. Yeah. He's extremely fun and to so watch. And so
2: is Brad Beal. I mean, yeah. anytime anybody's going for for 50 plus, that's it's an incredible it's an incredible game to watch. And I mean something something that I've seen too in regards to Bradley Beal is like people are like okay the fifty points are great but like where are your assists like why are you, why are yeah. you shooting so much mm-hmm. and and to to that I say that's that's pretty much bullshit I mean if the guy's going for fifty points you can't blame him for you got to get the
0: points somewhere bro he's,
2: he's shooting and scoring like yes. he's you know what I mean like he's he, it's not like he's getting fifty points on fifty shots he took like twenty seven shots to get to fifty three or fifty five that's pretty fucking good so he's hitting so like if you want us to be competitive who else would you rather shoot the ball right
0: (laughs) if you want us to be competitive in this in this game i'm the guy that has to get put up the buckets so i I gotta get into the clippers now real fast okay it's never really fast when i talk about the clippers but do you want to take a break first i'll take a break all right clips and drew nation if you love the follow through with clips and drew this podcast that you listen to every single week, you got to check us out on Patreon and listen to our exclusive load management podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you can get an extra exclusive podcast every single week that we bring to you on Saturdays. It's that simple. Go to patreon.com backslash Clips and Drew. Again, that's patreon.com backslash Clips and Get with the program. All right, so obviously we got to talk about the Los Angeles Clippers, my boys. As you may know, Drew and I are big fans of Bill Simmons. Yeah. Okay. I love Bill's takes. I love how thorough he is in his research. I love listening to him talk. He's a lifelong NBA fan. He wrote the greatest book about basketball. Yeah, his ever. basketball
2: knowledge is incredible.
0: It's bar none. It's incredible. It's it, absolutely incredible. Bill Simmons is amazing. Ryan Rossillo is like my new favorite guy. I love listening to Ryan's takes. And so, Ryan and Bill are on uh, two pods a week together talking. And Bill is a – was a season ticket. Still is. Still is, but barely goes. season ticket
2: holder. Has been for many years now. And his pops was a a lifelong
0: Celtic. Still 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 is is.
2: a Celtics uh, ticket holder.
0: And I just don't know, Drew. I know. Did you listen to this pod? I where did. Where they rip on my Clippers? Where well, Bill does?
2: Yeah there there was a portion of it that was ripping on the Clippers. I lost my shit.
0: <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. And you thought you knew I
2: was too. I, huh? While I was listening to it, I said, "Oh man, I don't know." I was like I, to myself, "I said, I don't. I wonder if uh, if Clips is going to tune in for this one." We don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts every day. We try and listen as much as we can, yes. but there's ones that we miss for sure. And so I didn't know if it was gonna be one of these that you missed or one of these that you caught.
0: This guy came out of so left field, right? <laughs> and mind you, the Clippers had lost three in a row. I get it. Yep. We have not been the most consistent team in the NBA. I get it. We're not we're not dumb to the situation, okay? Uh I've said we've had 28 different starting lineups. Health has been an issue, like we knew it was going to be. Load management was going to be an issue.
2: Only five games where your starters, all active starters, have, have no. All have the play. whole team. The healthy. whole team has only been five. And we're five and zero. Five games in yeah.
0: those five games. Right. Okay. And I get it. Kawhi coming off the All Star break, and we lost to Sacramento, which was a tough one. That definitely was a tough, tough loss. One. It would definitely. There's yep. those last three, and mind you, Kawhi was frustrated.
2: We talked about that. Okay, okay. We, so- we literally, uh, on the load management... Pod that we dropped was right after that game happened. Right, so we got our raw takes, and we got to see Kawhi's frustration. We did at and, firsthand.
0: And the the media, ESPN, first take, fucking Fox and Skip, and all these guys. Nick Wright, who like seriously, I was a Nick Wright fan, and I I am. I like Nick Wright, but now he's getting like super cocky. Like if you aren't literally yeah. the biggest LeBron dick rider of all time, well, and I love LeBron. Yeah, I love me some LeBron.
2: Anyone with that haircut. I, I don't I don't trust the word well, coming out of He swears it's
0: not hair plugs, but I, he definitely I, yeah. knows his shit. But anyways, back to Bill. And Bill's just like, "I am not buying this. The Clippers in 2 years are going to be without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard. They're going to lose all of these picks because it's just the Clippers being the Clippers." And it
2: is a real possibility. It can. Yes, yes yeah, I get it. Yeah.
0: It was a possibility when we made this, when we made this choice. Yeah. But you have to weigh the good with the bad. Like if Kawhi says, I will come to the Clippers if you get me Paul George, you get him Paul George, right? right, right. So, yeah, we got to give up SGA. We got to give up Danilo. We got to give up these picks for these guys. Uh We did everything Kawhi wanted to make this happen, yes. right? And – Bill is sitting here talking like, yo, Paul George isn't the guy. Can you imagine if if you could redo it all over again and you keep SGA and you keep Danilo and, like, two of your picks, but you don't have Paul George, where would the Clippers be right now? And that's fun. Like, that's fun fantasy. Well, I was
2: going to pose you that question, but I think the thing that Simmons forgot was that Kawhi was the contingency of this entire plan. It's like, yes, it would be nice for you to just have Kawhi and Danilo and Shea and those picks – but it, you weren't going to get Kawhi without having Paul George. It seems like that was the only way that Kawhi was going to make this happen. So, because Simmons posed the question, like, and I, and this is what I wanted to pose to you was, if you could do it over and you would be able to just get Kawhi and say, look, Kawhi, just come here. We'll sign you. We'll keep Danilo. We'll keep Shea. We'll keep all those picks that we gave away, and we're just going to ride this out would you prefer what you have now in front of you with the potential in two years to have nobody? Or would you prefer the, 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 the Kauai with Danilo and Shay?
0: Okay. So two things. One, I was perfectly fine. And I've been on record saying for a year for that. You give me, I yeah. wanted to keep Danilo. You did. And I wanted Shay. Yep. You put you, you turnkey fucking Kawhi on that team. And we're, we're, I think we're at the same record we're at right now. Sure. Okay. It's like the West coast Raptors. Facts. Yeah. Facts. We knew how good Shea was going to be. Letting, letting go of Shay was tough for us. Very tough. Cause we saw the ceiling on him. Jerry wanted him very bad. Doc spoke very highly about him. We wanted him. We saw how good he was going to be. Right. I think we would be this. We think we'd have the same record right now, but, having Paul George. Yes, I want Paul George. Of course. And I want an owner and a team that's going to go all in on winning now. We've rebuilt for so many years, we've tried so many different situations. Now in 2020, it's a it's it's a go get it. It's a, like you have a 3-year period. Same shit with the Bucks, homie. The Bucks don't get it. Like shit might be ghost. Yep. You know? If yep. if uh, I don't want to say Toronto cuz they might keep their team for a while. Lakers literally you have you have 2 years to win the title because Bron's going to be ghost. Like we have to be all in now and I'm perfectly fine with that. I just don't understand where all this hate came from. Like yo it's if we were in the 7th or 8th seed drew I would be like, yeah, I'm pushing the panic button. And I have not pushed the panic button at all this year. I've stayed even keel the whole time just because I feel like this was the process, right? Yeah. We knew we we were going to lose games. Right. Did did, did we know we would lose against Phoenix and Sacramento and Memphis getting 140 points? Like, no, that's not what we wanted. I feel that they blew this whole (laughs) three-on-one transition play on Kawhi out of proportion. Right. I feel. I'll say this: the reason why the media blew it up a little bit is because Kawhi really doesn't show emotion, never. right? He never does that. He doesn't, and I've been seeing it a lot. And it might be a Clipper thing because Blake had that, Chris had that, DeAndre had that. Just like always, arguing, screaming for, screaming for calls, uh, arms in the air. Like Kawhi's been doing it a lot lately, and I don't know why that is. Mm. I don't know Kawhi that you've noticed it. Yeah. Um, and it was just one bad play that people miss. It happens all the time. But the media blows it out like, oh, he's pissed. He's out of here this year. He's going to be asking for a trade. And that, that's just not how it's going to go. And then what's crazy is that after Simmons drops that pod, Clippers come out and play the Grizzlies and wax that ass. We're completely, completely healthy. Yep. Pat Beverly's starting the game. It's our its our starting five. And Paul George only had, I think, seven points that game. You yeah, know? he didn't have a great game. No, but it didn't matter. The intensity from, from the get-go – was exactly what the fuck we want. And when we can blow a team out, we were up 35 at one point. You know, we had a 40-point quarter. Um, And I want to see what we do against Phoenix tonight. I want to see if we can keep this shit going. Now, what Bill – I understand what Bill's saying. Like, yo, they haven't strung together five, six, seven, eight wins. No, we haven't. And and Paul George being healthy is a big
2: if, right? I mean, because he's – not only did we know that he had the shoulder problems, but now throughout this season, even in his limited games that he's played, he's re-injured – other aspects of his body right i
0: don't think but the way i look at it drew's i don't think i don't think it's like that you don't think he had no injuries no i don't i think i think this whole rest thing because we got fined early in the year i really do drew because when paul's in the game honestly like he's so fluid and so nice and everything looks so good that like he doesn't look injured at all to me i think we did the same thing with pat beverly we want pat really fucking healthy yeah um I I think since we got fined early with resting players that we're finding ways.
2: Yeah, well, we we paid for it already, so yeah. we might as well use all the all, That's of, what I all think. of our ducats. That I think we paid he call I think
0: he just. I think he really. He's really jumping the gun on this. And then when he asked Rossillo like, "What do you think?" And Russillo was like, "Dude, I'm gonna push back on this. Like, I'm still gonna believe in Kawhi Leonard, who just won the, uh, MVP, the, of, yeah, MVP the all-star of the All Star Game. game. Yeah. He's a world champion. He's MVP Finals. Like, I'm gonna believe in this guy right now." And, yeah, there's obviously things that we need to fine-tune on this team. But we have 25 more games that hopefully if we're all healthy, we're going to go. And I've said and you've said too from the beginning of the season, health is wealth. What matters is being 12, 13 deep in the fucking playoffs. And, yeah, like Simmons was totally against – marcus morris totally against reggie jackson which i can I, I understand to a point but like marcus has been nothing short of like exactly what we wanted from him and reggie jackson had a horrible first game which was expected right yeah, was the
2: first is he had, he had to start in
0: his first <laughs> ever start game. his first game for the clippers <laughs> <laughs> you know he had he barely got one shoot around with them uh and, and and i like reggie and again i think reggie's gonna get some burn on the team but anyways I'm not ready to push any panic button being in the third position, you're right fine.
2: we're fine and and I think that that's the whole thing that I keep coming back to is like this was the plan you you said it very eloquently like this is the whole season has been it doesn't really matter wins losses for the regular season. get into the playoffs and be healthy in the playoffs Home so court now what you're now what you're tasked with, and I think the thing that's really vital is that you are healthy down this stretch, and I've said it before the 25 games that you're talking about, you need your guys to start melding together and yeah. start clicking and start really, really getting to know how each other plays and where they're going to be on the floor innately. And that's something you've lacked because of the inconsistency with the different injuries and, and who's playing, who's not playing now is the time to do it. And if you don't get that, I will say this now, if you don't get that and, and Paul George remains you know injured and doesn't play a lot of the games and Kawhi's in and out and Pat Bev's in and out and you guys go into the playoffs with a lot of inconsistency, like you have right now, you might stumble, and there's a real chance that that happens because cohesiveness as a team is just as good. It's just as important as being healthy. Yeah, chemistry. <laughs> because if you're all healthy but you don't know how to fucking play together, it's not going to look
0: great at least for a while. So this is the time for you guys to solidify that, and I think you will. I, I think so too. And then we're we're like not even talking about the fact of how like great Kawhi is playing in that in in that Memphis game. This is wild. Quiet. 25 points in 24 minutes. You know, Trez, 22 in 19 minutes. From top to bottom, from 1 to 12, there is no other team in the NBA that is more stacked than we are, really. And we're finally starting – Sham is starting to get his confidence, right? Like, we want him to pull the fucking three. I I do feel that there are some not cause for concern chemistry issues at all, but I think it's when the second team comes in. First of all, I've said this all year – Zubak is playing phenomenal. In the minutes that he's playing, what we ask from him, he does everything that we want him to do. I feel that there's times where Lou feels that he needs to do so much more than he needs to do. And I feel that there's times where Trez feels that he needs to do so much more than he needs to do. And I think that's just going to come with time. I feel home court is a really is a really big thing. But like mind you, if we get the four and we pay OKC, like that's going to be a tough matchup.
2: Yeah, right now the Lakers are in one, Denver two, Clippers three, Houston four, Utah five. So if you go to the four, Houston leapfrogs you, you're looking at Utah. If everything stays the same right now, your matchup is a very a very exciting potential Oklahoma City-Los Angeles Clippers matchup, which would be amazing. How far are we away from the two, though? From the two, you're only uh, one and a half games Yeah, back. so
0: that's very capable. Oh, yeah. And what's one, four or uh, five? Four you're six and a half. Back yeah, so we're from the not Lakers. gonna get the one. Lakers yeah. have pretty much solidified the one, right?
2: Yeah, we're 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 out five games ahead of Denver uh, for the one seed.
0: Which I can see. And again, I'm just I just want to get to the playoffs healthy. That's all I'm really concerned about.
2: I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited for this playoffs because I know you guys are gonna be in the play. Like the Simmons panic thing I think is more not focused on this season because this year you guys are gonna do just fine. And I think that you have a real shot at doing better than just fine like an actual Western Conference Finals appearance, I think that's a legit outlook for your season. If, if yeah, if we go out
0: the first round, bro, yeah. It's you're a gonna, fucking failure. It's a nightmare, yeah. It's a
2: failure. Right.
0: But we get another shot at it
2: next year. Exactly. And so the, I think the whole Simmons thing revolves around the, the just the, the general possibility that those two guys aren't extremely attached to this whole Clipper thing and might go pursue something else elsewhere. He's in two thinking
0: years. worst case scenario right. to the 15th degree. Like this was Clippers 2009. Like this is the same owner and same coaching staff and same uh front office. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got every free agent we wanted. Yeah. You know, we didn't even have to bargain with them. No, you
2: guys you guys did it's the greatest offseason in Clipper history. And without and a buyout doubt.
0: market, though, too. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And again, we still have one spot left. And we're. I still. i I still want to go for Tristan Thompson. I hope that's available, but I don't know if it's going to be available. And uh, I just. I just. I just thought he pushed that weight, and I was screaming in my car. I'm <laughs> like, Bill, I fucking love you, bro. Why are
2: you doing this? Well, I think the the interesting thing is that he could have that same like morbid outlook about Anthony Davis's potential free agency, Thank which you. is still up in the air. And he feels really confident about the Lakers uh maybe because from that perspective he is focused on right now and if he is focused on right now the lakers are in a great position to be the favorites from the West and to be in the finals and and potentially win the finals, which is exactly where I wanted to be as a Lakers fan. I'm very excited about that. But there is on that horizon, like very, very coming up very, very soon where Anthony Davis is a free agent. And while we can feel as confident as possible that he's going to resign with us, there's no fucking way to know what's going to happen. Similarly to the way we don't know Kawhi and and Paul George's right. Like there's
0: like, if I wanted to do the bill, the bill Simmons tragic button, say LeBron tears his ACL, right? Well, hold
2: on. We're not doing this. No, no, well, no, oh, no, no, I'm
0: doing this. We're not doing this. No, this is the this is this is what we're I'm saying. Jinx, we're not jinxing LeBron. We're not jinxing anybody. We're not, this is not happening. Drew, listen though. This is not so, happening. No, this is what I'm saying though. Say okay, let's say LeBron goes down with another groin injury, right? And then it's you, all on AD. You bite your tongue. I'm, I'm, I'm biting my. You tongue. You bite your
2: tongue, sir. Nah,
0: but like he goes down with a groin injury, and it's on AD refuse, to take these guys to the title. I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> you know this. what, brother? You're not. See, this is the problem. I'm superstitious. I, mean, you I don't, don't want. I am, bro.
2: I, I know that's my point. Is like I don't want to. Just we're good. I'm you not, haven't seen my Clipper can,
0: game routine yet.
2: Yeah, I have. If I, I. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we don't need to talk about LeBron's injuries Why? or potential injuries because we that's we talk not, about
0: Paul George's injuries Well, because
2: he's fucking injured all o- the time.
0: Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> There's a big difference. Listen, there. though. It's a big difference. All right. Fuck it. Whatever. We'll get into that on another one if you want to. Please. I can't believe we can talk about my Clipper injuries, but we can't talk about that. That are real that.
2: injuries. <laughs> these guys, these guys have. LeBron didn't have a real injury last season. Yeah, LeBron had a groin injury last year. So has say it, he, and has s- not had an injury this year. My question is
0: this. Knock on wood. I can't reach the wood. And I ain't knocking, knocking. on wood. I can't reach this. So I'm knocking knock on it. this for you. What I'm saying is that say LeBron goes down with a, a groin injury, okay, and then it's up to AD to carry these guys to the NBA fucking finals, and it doesn't happen. Does AD want the pressure of being in LA and having to carry the fucking team? I don't think he'd want that, dog. I think. And then you go his... back to the same shit where it's like, shit, we gave up Ingram and Lonzo sure. and Hart. It's the same fucking the situation. Same except... I was trying
2: to, I was trying to, you know, make that. <laughs> Connection without having to go that route. <laughs> it's the same. It, it's very okay. similar. It's a very similar thing. I okay. get it. I totally agree. Both the Clippers and Lakers identified that now is the time to strive for yes. the title, and every franchise is only, only, only waiting for those years that they have that moment. Every fucking Washington Wizards fan and Chicago Bulls fan would get on their knees and beg for the opportunity to have a two-year shot at a title. Yeah, to be in our position so right fucking now, fucking far away from them. yeah. So. We're in a good spot. No one's getting injured. We're still going to beat you, and we're still going to win a title. We're
0: still going to win a title. Done deal. We're going to shock to Done All right. I got to bring this up. We have to bring this up because this happened today on, on our social, and I found it so funny. And I hope he listens to this, Dom. Okay? Our boy that I've hooped with many a year. Very talented hooper. Very good. Very uh, – uh, I love his knowledge of the game. i I do no he's i feel like he's he's a real hooper he's a hooper and he uh i like his opinions and his takes most of the time i think he stretches it a lot but i respect him like at least he showed me no respect today and that's kind of why i took it another way so today antoine walker yep for those who don't know antoine walker and there are probably a lot of people that don't know antoine walker okay (laughs) antoine am i right drew (laughs) I would say the younger generation yeah. might not have a okay.
2: recollection of Antoine. That's fair.
0: Okay, that's fair to say. And I know we have young people listening to this show. All and of the
2: cats our age absolutely know. Of who Antoine course, is. absolutely know the who that The quote guy
0: is. today was Antoine came out and said that in today's game I'd be I'd, I'd be making three hundred million dollars. I would have made three hundred million dollars in in today's game. Okay, and I came out. I posted that shit and I said, "Sorry, Antoine. Nope." That would not happen. And then for whatever reason, our boy Dom, and a lot of people chimed in on it, and they got real defensive about this shit, like real defensive, calling me out like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Antoine Walker is a 12-year NBA pro. Yep. He had a four-year stretch of scoring 20 points a game. He averaged 20 points a game or more in six seasons of his 12 seasons. Pretty good. But that's okay. That's good. A four-year stretch where he averaged 20 or more, okay, for the Celtics. Antoine was kind of that, not the first, but definitely not the last six-nine stretch for that Antoine could shoot the ball. He was a very streaky shooter. Defense, eh, not so great. He was always Paul Pierce's Robin to the Batman of Paul Pierce. You feel me? He's definitely. a national champion in Kentucky, okay? But when we're talking $300 million, this was the whole basis of the quote, sure. sure. And my whole thing was like, there's no way he gets these deals. People were like, well, Otto Porter got a bad deal. Chandler Parsons got a bad – I'm not talking bad contracts at all. Zero bad contracts. And then people were like, you don't think he could get a $200 million deal? Let me tell you people (laughs) what it takes to get a $200 million deal. You have to be all NBA in order to qualify in order to even qualify clay thompson didn't qualify cuz he was not all
2: nba he missed out and was not eligible for the supermax which is the 200 million dollar threshold missed missed a lot of money he got, but he got the 185 i believe still got his 189, bread 189 something like that still got his bread but it, it so it's close but no, it wasn't close. Too, it wasn't in the 225 it walker what he was got. never
0: in the conversation for all nba at that position paul pierce was in that conversation 17 points career average does not get you $200 million contracts or two $150 million contracts.
2: Even in today's NBA, I will agree with that. $300 million is a mark that very few players will ever hit as far as career earnings go. Even in today's NBA, yes, there is the bismarck Biombo $100 million deal that is
0: Steven Adams.
2: unbelievable. Uh Steven Adams is a much better player than Bismack. So like yes, the Solomon Hills of the world have gotten paid. There's bad contracts. Absolutely. John Wall got two hundred and twenty one million dollars. Um but I would say that I don't think Antoine would have got that exact no. deal. Now here's the thing. Give An- me the thing. Antoine made over a hundred million dollars in his career. Yes. Right? Like a hundred and ten or something 108. like that. Hundred and eight million dollars. So that's He's already one-third of the way there. So really what he's saying is that I would have made $200 million more than I already made. And that is where it's a little far-fetched because that number is an astronomical number. Okay, So even if he was in today's NBA, which I do want to say I think he would be perfect. He would play great. He would, he be, would translate perfectly. And so, And so even including the fact that I think his numbers would improve – based on the fact that he would be shooting more threes in an system that encourages him to be a small ball five and a, and a stretch four. I would assume that those numbers would go up, right? You can assume the same, right? maybe yeah, you're on, taking more he's shots. He's taking more, more shots. Threes. He's taking more threes. Right. He's probably getting to line more because the refs were calling. So
0: maybe he's at maybe he gets so, to twenty career.
2: Maybe he's at twenty career points per game, and maybe those big numbers that where he was at twenty three and four, yeah, twenty three and twenty two were his best scoring years, which is still um, underwhelming. In, in two thousand one and two thousand and two, let's say those get elevated to twenty five. And, and 27 or Ooh, something like that. Let's just a,
0: say that. Okay.
2: Even if he did that for two years, you're probably still not going to get a $200 million deal.
0: Well, you have to make it all NBA, first exactly. of all.
2: And so I, while I understand the point that he was making, and maybe he himself was exaggerating with the number of 300 – I can still also think that he would have gotten more than 108 million dollars in today's NBA. And I think you agree with that too. I agree
0: with that. Yeah. But if we're talking about translating this, Danny Ainge ain't get, getting this man. No fucking way. No. Thank you. Not on the Celtics. Nope. He would have got it maybe somewhere else, Not, but maybe somebody that would give him the Otto Porter deal. Yes. 300. Now if if Antoine Walker. First of all, you people got to understand, I love Antoine Walker. This is my era, dog. I've watched Antoine Walker play live many a times. I like it. I post him on our page all the time. I love Antoine Walker, but Antoine Walker and and our boy Dom came at me with like, why are you disrespecting a legend? He is not a legend, bro. And if le- if Antoine Walker is your legend bar, then what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, he if was a Antoine, great player. He's uh, not in the Hall of Fame. No,
2: and he won't be. I don't think he will be. No. He's a three-time All-Star and deserves to be remembered as a great nba and overall great i even basketball great. player would you say i would say a great? he's great dude 17 i'm sorry 17 it's it's almost 18 and 8 if we just round up be nice to him 18 and 8 is solid for 12 years that's fucking great those are great numbers uh it really is and and i i understand why he's not in the hall of fame i don't think he i don't think he deserves to be in the hall of fame um but i i consider him to be a great player i mean anyone who can score 23 points in a, a game in 2001 is somebody that's that's Doing something right. Out There's there. a
0: reason why the Celtics won a title when they got rid of him. Okay, <laughs> there is a reason why. Yeah. So you're the second best scorer on a horrible team. The Paul. They the, were bad. The Boston Celtics run Paul Pierce's first six they years in the NBA they were terrible. Where they, Antoine Walker's rookie year, they won 15 games. So don't talk to me about being some legendary guy. You're not. And if Paul, if if Antoine Walker said, oh, I would have made 200 million dollars in this NBA. Yeah. I'll give you that. There we you, go. Three hundred is a stretch, homie. There is there. Okay, Dame Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. These are guys with two hundred million dollar contracts. John contract. Wall, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Bradley Clay, Beal,
2: Clay Thompson. All those guys, LeBron.
0: All these, all those guys, Hall of
2: Famers are by the be, way are all going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Um, I, I Bradley Beal, like obviously. Oh yeah, sorry. The young, the young players still have to go the longevity wise to To make sure that they're in the Hall of Fame, but if Bradley Beal keeps playing like this, he's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, right to be. So yeah, if he does that for another four or five years, like he's going to be in for sure. Clay Thompson will be in. All these guys that we talked about, majority of them are going to make their way into the Hall and are better players than Antoine Walker was. Right. Um, It is easy to get to the three hundred. It's easier to get to the $300 million mark now than it ever has been in the NBA. And so, with again, with that, I will agree with Antoine. To get to $300 million is so much easier now.
0: Do you more know how players much... are doing it now than ever, Do... but it doesn't mean that everyone's getting it. Do you know how much LeBron James has made salary over his 17 years? I want to say like $400 million. $372 million. I was close. He's made, yes. Okay. And he's still got greatest...
2: three more years, so he'll probably get to the $400 million Definitely.
0: The great the the you know, whatever arguably the, the top three. Earner
2: in NBA history, probably career wise is probably LeBron. Uh,
0: for I, longevity, if you Sha- take that all into account Shaq might have gotten more. I well, don't know. Well,
2: Shaq did get a lot. Shaq might have gotten LeBron's more. But LeBron's gonna play more years than yeah. Shaq. And so I think because of that, I think he'll probably he'll probably be that the top earner career wise in the history of I know KG's
0: numbers were up there too. He was up there. He got the first like hundred and thirty yeah, million yeah, dollar yeah. deal. But like, yo, career. Career, Antoine Walker Dom. I hope you're listening to me. Career, 17.5. Seven rebounds, three assists, 41% field goal percentage, 32% from the three-point line, 63% from the free throw line. And you want to give this man $200 million? Numbers don't lie. The only reason they won basketball games was because of the truth. And, again, they won a title when they got rid of your ass. And then you go to Miami and you you coattail Dwayne Wade and Shaq and you got a chip. That's cool that you pawned off or yeah. lost into in a gambling in a game of spades with somebody. Okay?
2: Classic. Cla- and I think the funniest thing about this whole post is that – while yes, people might have you know scoffed over oh, oh three hundred million. Yes, no, is it possible? Oh, all of this is flawed because it's a fucking made up scenario. It is. But the funniest thing I think that came through in that was that everyone was like that motherfucker would have lost three hundred million dollars of it too. Everyone, all of them. He would have lost. He would. He, he lost one hundred
0: and eight. He would have lost three hundred as well. Go ahead and rack it up. <laughs> and that sucks. It sucks that <laughs> that that it's going to go down like that with Antoine. It does because he that's was... where he's
2: legend status.
0: Is gambling it's and just losing, debt his,
2: losing his money. Is
0: debt. <laughs> Him and Eddie Curry. You know, I just was uh you know, the reason why we post this stuff is for the debate too. And I love when I push people's buttons and everybody wants stats and want you know, well tell me your numbers. So I don't got time for that. Listen to the podcast, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but like, come on, don't don't if don't say Antoine Walker is a legend. He's not. And and that's okay. Like okay. A,
2: he, he like I like I say. He might not be in the great category for you. I still consider him a great player. Anybody, period, who, is an, who has made an all-star team in the NBA, I give great to because that is a very short list. Right. While it might be longer than the list of the Hall of Fame or longer than the list of the guys that we would call a legend or you know whatever other accolade you want to give them, if you did enough to not only be an all-star once but three times and three times over a span of like 7 years which means that he was good throughout that time cuz right. he had two early ones and then one late one right um that mean, that speaks to how good he was i will i I'm will always that. give him that but yeah i just i this is it's kind of a a funny it's funny debate to
0: it's me. funny and you know what else is funny bro is just i, I and is listening to old NBA heads, dog. It's kind of like when you listen to Scotty Pippen or you listen to Kendrick Perkins talk or you listen to a lot of these guys who compare themselves to today's NBA. Like, you know, Pippen would have translated great in today's Amazing. NBA. Would he be a $300 million dude? No.
2: And he would have had to shoot a lot better. Uh, he would have had to I, been a, a much better knockdown shooter. And it's
0: easy, though, bro. It's easy to compare that shit. But we, it, it didn't happen. It, you know, it didn't happen. It didn't yes, happen. a 6'9". 240-pound stretch four would be great today. Something I
2: brought up today was uh, to kind of give it like some some reference for the way that I framed it is that like Antoine Walker at 6'9", if he was playing in today's era, he would have been like the perfect – even better version of like what Maurice Bates was for the Warriors that one year that he was there. Do you remember Mo Yeah, Yeah, he
0: played more he played for the Clippers too. He was Mo, more centered. Mo was a, Mo was a center, but Stretch. literally the same
2: size as Antoine. Right. And I think Antoine would have done an amazing job at that role. He would have been perfect for the Warriors in their small ball, him at the small ball 5. I think, you know, they they may, may not have gotten a lot of rebounds, but in that system I think he would have been like flourishing with with that. The only that guy idea. that comes to
0: my head is like, yo, he like, he's just a better Marcus Morris. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like just a tough plays defense, six nine, can shoot. He the handled three. the ball better. He did. Yeah, he had and, good handles. And mind you, he did win a national championship Kentucky. at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, yes. So this is not a disrespect on Antoine Walker. No. It's just in the realm of we the can be post. Real. We can we be can real. We can be real. And that, and and uh, you can't get across in texts or DMs or replies what we just said, okay? Numbers don't lie. Um, You got anything to finish with or no? I'll say this. Ben Simmons is out for an extended period of time right now. We don't know what it's going to be. Two weeks he's going to be reevaluated. I think they're going to try to get him into the playoffs or ready for the playoffs. They're preparing to play the rest of the season without Ben Simmons and Bede had a great game the other night. We're going to see if he can carry this on further. Malik Monk just got suspended almost indefinitely for violating the drug policy. Fucking Malik Monk. God damn it. And he was playing really. It was like 13 a game, and then he was up 18 a game the last few. So we're going to see what happens with that. I got to get to this Clipper game, but two things real quick. Patreon, backslash Clips and Drew. Listen to our second podcast, Load Load Management. We drop every single week. It's fire. Uh, Keep screenshotting Leave us a review We we haven't had a review in a while I want to get our review numbers up Hey, and just do us a favor If you're listening to this show Just take the 30 seconds Click the link in bio And subscribe to our show We need our numbers up We're making big moves right now Clips and Drew got our own studio coming We're going to be doing some videos for you guys We're putting everything we got into this show It is what it is We're going to take them out with an oldie but goodie okay? Okay My top five rappers of all time, Kevin Gates. First album, movie. This is my boy, dude. It's a follow through with Clips and Drew. We're ghosts.
1: real show. I'm California recording. What the fuck? I text Kevin, is started. iPhone on FaceTime. This is important. At home, birth. This is first Drink my daughter, watching on the iPhone, thought that it was a boy. And I gotta have? get home, catch a flight with New Orleans. Gonna pick up my car. I gotta drive to Atlanta. <laughs> in that auto, for real? me and Percy a lot Go on the highway. <laughs> <when I'm naked. laughs> on that wall oh, Stop this time of forgets. Back my Porsche in the garage, Up the stairway, I'm charged. And she ain't open her eyes until she heard me talking. <laughs> I can't explain the feeling. She was, crazy. she was born up in the 30th, you know, nigga thought she was gonna be here for Christmas. I already missed the birthday one, Max will play when he dope Back and Baton ropes for a video, she turn up P&D drip blowing up my phone probably all day long. I got too much going on, and everything going wrong In the back of my mind, like what the fuck do they want for me I'm only one man, and it's hard to operate when it But she was admitted Supposed to be there for 12 Baby, do one omit. Experiencing complication Baby, no, I'm a kick Pharmacy I just gotta go in and get it, But that's all right I under tight We're under operating lights Umbilical car wrapped around This nigga came out and was Don't fine right. Surgeon wiped him off And passed to my grill And without my mind <grandma. laughs> Brian on my lap Satellite video finished Right back to the ground It's a movie <laughs> <laughs> My life a movie It's a movie like to do no anything, but I know my life will be a fucking move and I'm Man, he was born like December the 18th man, the mm-hmm. me. Be mad at me, my mom, but i I'm, I'm pretty sure December the 18th That long-ass nigga too That motherfucker about that long you looking like you can really see what I'm talking about. I'm um, listen, yeah, can't wait to come out there See that little bit Lazy, <laughs> you don't understand, brother Little bitch about this long, duh Man, like I say, bro I'm with my nigga through the video I'm my arm, showing my fingers how long you are. Yeah, Little <laughs> bitch dick long and everything You from talking I love you too, nigga You need to bring your pussy ass home You know what I'm Come out, chillin' I'm sold to i don't dig right now. My life a move. <laughs> Shorter than an ant dick right now. My life a move. i not beat that gay all day to the death of me. Nigga, I love you. Nigga, gays do your shit. My life bitch. a move. I got it here. You just hold on out there.